The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Players Lounge, here we are rolling on a Wednesday. And I'm here at the SWBC Podcast Studios at the Star World Headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys with Heckma Harrison and Danny McCray. I got Barry Church with the day off here. Guys, rolling into Buffalo. And the best news of all that I saw uh, earlier this week is we're talking about a 48-degree kickoff for mm-hmm. the Cowboys in Buffalo, New York. And I cannot stress <laughs> how un unseasonably warm that is and at the beginning of the year when the schedule came out all of us are thinking buffalo in december man yikes that'll be tough for the cowboys but the wind will be the wind will be a challenge but 48 degrees danny out of the gate that that's that's good i'm excited if i'm a player and i see 48 degrees because like you said i think they think the same way we do um some of them were on the team tyron was on the team and we went down to uh went up to chicago and it was negative 10 degree with windshield, and they, 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 they blew the doors off of us. And not because they were a better team than us. I really think that was one case of they were prepared and understood what they were getting ready for, and we as the Cowboys, we were not. Is that Josh McCown game? I don't know who was quarterback in that game. I, don't, just, I didn't care. I just wanted to get out of there. It was it was that cold. And then the water and stuff was still cold because they didn't cut it on ahead of uh, ahead of time, so we couldn't really get a warm shot. I was there. Yeah, it was it was it was one. It was bad, man. It was that, bad. It was one of those where you had to go out like do do the early live shot. Mm-hmm. So I went. I bought gloves. Okay, bought gloves. Then, man, this ain't working. Went and bought another <laughs> pair of gloves. Double gloved it. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh. It, it, it was cold. It was I went cold. out there. I'm like, hey, guys, we're not going live. We're going to tape. <laughs> so we, I know. They do no 6 o'clock live. We taped that 4 5. We taped it. But the, but the people in Chicago, are they, they they prepared. Like, they understand. Like, yeah. they know. They've they been knowing this. I'm not. They, we, same like, thing with Buffalo. Like, if you don't know, right, and, and that could be a real advantage for and the teams up north use it all the time, Pittsburgh and even Kansas City when it gets uh, when it gets cold there, people are like, hey, man, it's going to be cold like that. You better, you better make sure you're ready. So I'm glad to see 48 degrees. One, one thing I, I did not think about when I was visiting colleges, was the cold weather in Manhattan. When that cold weather came in, you was like, oh, this different. <laughs> I thought this ain't up north. This ain't up. No, man. So those, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It, it, that don't work. It's a different kind of hawk out there when Buffalo, New York is is 17 degrees. And uh, these guys haven't been playing in that. And then the flip side of that, then I was thinking, as you look at the season all, all year, as you look at the schedule all year you think man they're gonna end up going to buffalo at 17 degrees and then double back and go to miami and it's 85 degrees and the pendulum would be shifting and when you said that about it being 48 degrees i started looking like is it el nino or something what's going (laughs) it's december in buffalo you don't have to worry about that part of it i'm sure as a football team you're happy you're happy that you don't have to deal with that Man, look at this 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 blessing. <laughs> right? Come on. For, for everybody that's going, huh? <laughs> Stab Chris, Chris in the back. Chris in the back. He's good. Tell you Chris Beam is good with that. I won't be there. I won't be there. Uh, early on, early on in 
year. I get to pick the games I go to. Yeah, I'm not. Going. Oh, you purposely missed that one. I was like, I'll, I'll. So <laughs> like, I so I try. I Jedi mind you. I said, Hey, man. I'll go to Miami on Christmas Eve. Oh, oh, I'll you, do that so you can have Christmas. Eve. You fell on your sword you do, you do to go to Miami, boy. You, do you that at home. <laughs> that, this is a trick. You got to go to Buffalo. That's so they gonna close everything in Miami. You ain't gonna be no. You gonna be in the hotel. Uh, ain't nothing gonna be closed. No, actually, the boss came and told us not to go to Miami. So I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. so you good? Okay, all right, man. Well, sometimes it works out for sometimes. you. Sometimes it works out for you. That's yeah, all good. It worked out, work out okay, man. It worked out okay. So um, this is just good news. Now the wind. The wind is the wind at Buffalo. I mean, it's, it's a challenge. And, and, I, and when we sent out the note and say, I, I'm worried about that kicking streak for Brandon Aubrey. Because, and Mike McCarthy was talking about unfamiliar opponent. When you're right. going to kick someplace that's different, and you played Chicago for a little bit there, you understand that same thing with the wind. It is a different kind of thing. Robbie Gold, for years, mastered kicking in Chicago. Um, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, um, New York is a different kind of place at MetLife Stadium. That, the wind matters there, so that's going to be another interesting thing to see exactly how the wind is that day up in Buffalo for Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, I, and I played with Robbie Gold, too, and I think the thing with, with Chicago was also, like, the grass. The, it, like, the, their their grass was a lot different. It was high, um, and you see teams go in there and struggle based on if it's summertime well, if it's right into the fall, you're like, okay, guys are slipping around. Are they saying the, uh, the grass is too high? They got to put their thick, uh, their long cleats on. And then when it gets cold outside, all the grass is already gone, and now it's just freezing and windy. So oh, wow. kickers always have an issue mm-hmm. when they go into a stadium like Chicago. And Buffalo is no different. We wouldn't play Buffalo when I was in uh, Chicago. And, you know, both of, both of us were out of the playoffs. So it was one of them games of like, hey, can y'all run the clock? Like, we don't yeah. we don't want to do none of that. But it was miserable, and it's the same. But they play on turf, so hopefully it won't be as bad. Hopefully that streak can continue going. I'm not as worried. It's hard to be worried about a guy who hasn't missed a field goal all season. How do you, you do know? it? It's just, it's it just, really is. It's, it's, it's hard to be worried about him, right? Yeah, I, don't, I don't want the streak to be gone, but right now I do have ultimate confidence that this dude can, can make those kicks. And hopefully Mike McCarthy and his staff will not put him in the situation to where – you're trying to kick 60 yarders out in Buffalo like you did here in Dallas. You probably adjust that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. 45, what you got here? That, yeah. that's, that, that becomes an issue there, but that's where pregame warm-ups and Christy Scales um, on the Cowboys radio broadcast, nobody does a better job of, of going out there to watch the kicks pregame and seeing give you exactly a measure of what your kicker can do than, than Christy does. She does a great job at that. I have, I have absolute faith, faith in Brandon Aubrey right now. I didn't. At the beginning, you think about where you came with him from the beginning of the season to where you are with him right now. He's made you a believer in him. You'll call him butter now. Yeah. (laughs) You'll call him butter now because you've seen it. I mean, yes, even last week, last Sunday at the game, when when we said we were going for a 60-yard field goal, I looked over at my son. I said, I can't believe this. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Oh, so you pull the Brad Chance. Listen, I did. I did. <laughs> That's I, what he said on the radio. Why did he say that? I <laughs> yes, swear to God, I did. Listen, I don't like this, babe. I swear to God, <laughs> I, I didn't. Like I swear to God, I didn't know that. And I'm telling you, I looked at my son and said, "Why? What are we doing? It's 60 yards." And he kicked the field goal, and Danny, he had Extra five more yards. Right, room to spare. I swear, um, you know. <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's a smart move. It's a good kick, 60 yards. That's crazy for. For a guy that has, if the story is true, if the story is true, his girlfriend said, you could do that. It is. And he got up and said, you know what? Well, you know what? <laughs> what a story. What a story. Hey, babe, 
You can do that. You can do that. Really? <laughs> I think you can. Come on, man. That's, okay. That's good. Well, let's call that coach then. Okay, show up at a kicking camp and that's his wife yet. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, his, yeah, yeah. That's his say, wife. Oh, which yeah, yeah, proceed. Yeah, you got to upgrade. You need to upgrade on the rain, then, baby. You, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, look out for me, because I could have been sitting on the couch. Hey, sometimes that's all you need. A little push. That's sometimes all you, you need. A little push, man. Need yeah, that's push. how he did. So he was a high school soccer player, and ended up going to Notre Dame um, to play soccer. They won the national championship, yeah. and then Aubrey was a first round pick of Toronto FC. Just didn't have a career in the MLS. Just just didn't go his way, which is interesting since he's going to play in Buffalo this week. Over there right by Toronto. And except just went there, had a tryout, and then next thing you know, he's kicking for the USFL. And yeah. for the second year in a row, the Cowboys have taken somebody from the USFL who's become an integral part of the special teams. And if he makes the Pro Bowl, that would be wild to think that the Cowboys would in consecutive years, take someone from the USFL and no. make the Pro and develop Bowl special him. team. Yes. Everybody that in the fun. USFL is like, please, <laughs> please. Oh. Because it just, now you really have to go there. And I know they scout the talent, but now it's it's real of like, hey, we can really go out there and find some guys. They found two back-to-back. Right. And now Turpin is a weapon on offense as well. And then Brandon, he hasn't missed a field goal all season. No. Sweet. It is, um, and I've always, I've often heard you talk about the point margin in the, in the NFL being, you know, two to three points. And I feel so much more confident in those last-minute situations with a guy like Brandon Aubrey because you could just see him being able to get you out of a bad situation. If struggling on offense, defense struggling, it's a close game, fourth quarter, You can, all you need is 60 yards. That's all you need, 60 yards. You're in that situation now where you get the ball with, with a minute and a half left, and instead of trying to score because you're worried about, hey, man, is my kid going to make this? We need to make sure we still stay aggressive yes. because we're not sure. Now you're in a situation to where, hey, we're going to play keep away from the other squad, and we got that type of confidence in our kicker to say, all right, three seconds left. Long, if we can keep it for three seconds, then we, we believe that we're going to win this game because we have butter. That's different. You go back to that Niner game last year in the playoffs. And how scared you were to send out Brett Maher. You know, God couldn't even make an extra point. This is a different type of situation. If you were in another close game and you have Brandon Aubrey out there yeah. and the ability for Mike's thinking, and just as you said, your play calling, thinking, if we just get three, and let's just say it's two possessions in this game where you just get two long field goals, 50-plus. That's six points in a playoff game? Six points, in a, that's that's massive. Six yeah. six in the regular season versus six is a big old difference here. And going on the road and being able to do that, um, that that can really make a difference for yeah. this team. Yesterday, you raised the question about the playing at home versus that. That's another thing. How good he's been at home yeah. with with field goals. So you know, and then. Super Bowl is in indoor facility. All I'm saying is, all, this, this is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if you get home field advantage, home field advantage would give you the opportunity to be kicking indoors throughout the playoffs. I'm not That's sure. I'm I, I, okay, I'm, come I'm on gonna, now. I'm gonna take it. This Y'all way. know I'm gonna take it there. I'm come say, on now. I'm, 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 I'm gonna piggyback off what Nui said and act like I did not hear some of those like words that you wait. said. Kicking just, just two of them. Just two of them. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna piggyback off Nui and say this. Yes. <laughs> Those six points can keep you in the game. Like, the difference between 
like being able to go down there and kick a field goal when you're down 14 or 17 and get some momentum to where you can't and then you have to go for it on four because you feel like the only way you can stay in the game is get a touchdown because you don't believe in your kicker. It is huge. Exactly. Getting three points before yeah. half if you down, momentum. Just, they say, hey, man, just get some points. All we need is some points. You have an opportunity yeah. now to say 30 seconds left, we made it to the 45-yard line, we, we got a shot. Nine points in the field, you know, nine points in a playoff game from your kicker. It's huge. When you start looking at how these yeah. playoff games go. And so I, I think the young man could be an advantage. And and, and now you've got you know your your last three games at Buffalo, at Miami, then Detroit, and at Washington. So he's going to have the opportunity to kick in three outside venues that are, are not uh, AT&T Stadium, which to me is just that, that's something else you got to look forward to. Now, if the Cowboys end up as a wild card, you're talking about – and right now, this is the craziest thing between NFC South. You've got Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and New Orleans. So two of those are indoor facilities mm-hmm. that you uh, that, that you be kicking in. And then the other one is Tampa. Um, and, and Tampa, Tampa in January ain't bad. No, you you, you can be okay. We you know might be raining. We were there last year for the yeah. playoff game. You know, we, we remember going down there last year. It was like okay, from a, from a kicking standpoint, you're okay. Maher still made that adventurous, but you know. I, listen, I, I know we we had mentioned it. Uh, Right before we got on air about this, the possibility of us passing up the 49ers, Eagles getting the first seed, and we were talking about the 49ers schedule. And I really believe that the NFC West is a extremely tough place to play, no matter what the records are. So as I'm looking at San Francisco and what they have left, and they got the Ravens coming up, they got the Cardinals this week, they got the Commanders, which okay, and then you finish off with the Rams. Got two good games. Who is who is you, you got two good games, but I'm, since Kyler Murray has gotten back, the Arizona Cardinals have looked totally different. Yep, they have looked like most of the, f- for the most part, a team who can compete and extend drives on offense to keep them in the game. In the NFC West, to me, I don't care what the record is. If Geno Smith is playing last week, that same San, uh, uh, Seattle team that came here on Thursday, they have an opportunity to make that a really, really close yeah. game against the San Francisco Absolutely. 49ers. And we've seen week in and week out. It don't matter who <laughs> we have as the number one squad. Yes. They can go out there and lose to anybody. So I think, in my mind, the hope for us to still get that number one seed and stay out of the wild card spot, if we handle our business, I think it's still there. I got I, Let me ask you, as a, as a former player – do you start the the not clock watching but schedule watching? Do you start adding up and looking at it, or do you say to yourself, "We control our own destiny"? If we just went out, because you you're right, the NFC West, anything can basically happen right now. Well, you can say that you're not clock watching or schedule watching. <laughs> you can say, "Yeah, we got to focus on us." <laughs> right? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. You're, you're like you're gonna play your game for three hours, and then you're gonna go home and you're gonna check and see what the rest of the NFL yeah. did, especially the people who are in your way for possibly getting the number one seed. Now, when you're playing the game, that's not what you're thinking about. But right. you sitting on the couch, or you after practice, and you're trying to figure out, all right, what what's next? It's yeah. hard for you not to think about what's on the line when these other teams are playing because we all. We all go watch yeah. the film. That that can tell us he not, but we know Tad, his brother's telling us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Tad is telling Hey, Philadelphia's got – they had Seattle, got the Giants, then they got Arizona, then they got the Giants again. So, um, And look, by the way, all of a sudden this, this Giants team is not just some old easy dub. Um, they're sitting here fighting. They, they are fighting here. And then we talk about Arizona uh, with Kyler Murray. They're fighting you. They're, they're not just rolling over and dying here. And uh, don't, don't know if Geno Smith is back this week at all for Seattle, but – 
it's not an easy place to go win games up in Seattle. It, it's a challenge. And so. you saw what the Rams just did with uh, Baltimore, yeah. who, who we look at Should've Baltimore. So you, you look at the Rams, you say, okay, they're healthy now. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, they got the running game going. Matthew Stafford healthy. I'm yeah. just I'm looking at the schedule and I'm saying it's no easy ride for them to get to get that number one seed. Sean's got a Sean does have Kyle's number the last five you know four or five years. Um, he, he's got his number, so so we'll see. But you have to control your you part. Do, yeah. You know, you've got you've got to go to Buffalo this week and handle business because you're oh, oh by the way a point and a half to a two point underdog depending on what odd services that you're looking at. Let's take our first break here, and how do you limit Josh Allen? Let's dive into that with Heckma Harrison and Danny McRae, Barry Church with the day off. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. There is no I in Dallas. There is no I in heart either. No I in Blue Star or in Lone Star for that matter. And there's no I in how about them cowboys? Smirnoff knows there's no I in football. Football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks, home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because there's definitely no I in Cowboys fans. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to the Players' Lounge. Demarcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Help help tank raise funds for Dak Prescott Faith Fight Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash man of the year or tweet support using the hashtag WPMOY challenge. Voting ends on January the 8th. Vote for Tank. Tank does some outstanding work and I'm glad to see he's been recognized. He's been doing it for a number of years and 
that's kind of how, unfortunately, those awards work. You know, it t- takes you a couple of years for people to recognize it, but he's been doing some good stuff for a long time here. So, so good luck to take. And, and oh, by the way, everybody who's been nominated. And Danny yeah. McCray, you know, as a former player, man, there's a lot of guys across this league doing a lot of good things who just don't always get the recognition for it. And some guys don't really seek it either. Yeah, it's uh, and it was kind of unsung heroes sometimes, right? Because Tank was one of those guys who's been doing it for a long time, like you said. But then you have guys who, who I have much respect for at the top of the roster who are able to to do that type of stuff. But there are a lot of guys at the bottom of the roster who don't make as much, uh, don't have as much security in their teams. But they, no matter what team they're on, how many times they get moved from city to city, they still find a way to give back. And I think those guys deserve to be mentioned as well. At some time, of like, hey man, you on the you on the fifty three, you don't even know, you on the bubble, right? And whatever city you go to, you make sure that you find a way to make an impact and give back. And those guys are are, are the guys I have ultimate respect for as well. Ty and Secchi of Arlington, yeah, yeah, where he played Washington, played for the Cowboys. Everywhere he's gone, he's he's always trying to give back to the. Arlington ISD, and he's got some businesses out there. So uh, I remember his golf tournament that he had over at Cowboys Golf Club. And Dak, Dak who, who hadn't, at that point in time, Dak had not even played with Ty Inseki, showed up. And, you know, yeah. Dak lived way out mm-hmm. there up north and came all the way down over the grapevine for him, which just shows you, one, what kind of guy Ty is, and two, what kind of guy Dak right. is. Man, that's, that's pretty cool. No, I, I, every time I hear about these guys doing these great championship, you know, champion efforts in in the community, it, it warms my heart to hear, like you said, a guy at the bottom of the roster doing that, especially during times like these. It, the people don't talk about it enough. Like some of these charitable networks that that the things that they do, the team does. I know from my wife telling me about different things that they did yesterday, Salvation Army. This. This is the time everybody needs to get in, regardless. I know we're talking about man of the year and all that, but it's the perfect time to say, especially during the holidays, a lot of people don't have it. So, you know, these efforts and people like Tank, people like Ty and Seki that do the greater good, like we need more. Yeah. Outstanding. All right, Cowboys in Buffalo this week for week 15. The Cowboys are a point and a half to a two-point underdog in this game. This is about Josh Allen. Okay, the Bills go as far as Josh Allen goes. He's got 14 interceptions. He leads the National Football League in that department. How do you limit Josh Allen, especially coming off of what we saw Jalen Hurts was able to do against the Cowboys um, last week? Uh, it, 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 it's tough because I, I don't want to sound like I'm like I'm like I'm being rude or offensive to Josh Allen, but okay. in my mind, you just gotta <laughs> let him play. Yeah, like because what Josh Allen has proved is he will give you the ball. He will make sure that there's an opportunity for you to take the ball away from the Buffalo Bills, right? If you figure out a way to stop the run against the Buffalo Bills and you put make Josh Allen put everything on his shoulders where he has to make all the throws, he has to make all the runs, he's proven that he's going to give you the ball, right? And what do we do as, the def- uh, as a Cowboys defense? Take it we away. take the ball away, all right? So you play the same defense that you've been playing against a guy like a Jalen Hurts, right, where you make sure you're in your rush lanes, where you're making sure uh, that you don't let the guy extend plays, right? that you plaster when he does. But then also you know, hey, man, the longer these drives go, the more chance it is that Josh Allen is going to find a way to give us the football. All right? So play your defense. Be sound in your rush lanes. When it's time to plaster, plaster. Make sure that that that, that Stephon Diggs guy, all right, sees Stephon Gilmore, and, and that's the matchup that we want to see out there. But I think that's how you, how you got to do it, man. Josh Allen's going to find a way to give it to you. Make sure you stop the run against this guy and put it all into uh, Josh Allen's hands. Well, hey, you know the pick. You know the nickname I got for him. <laughs> He's gonna give it to you. He gonna sprinkle it on there. He gonna sprinkle it on there. And so you said enough. I mean, you said it all about him and the way he turns the ball over. But I think 
how you stop him is you stop him from getting in rhythm rushing. He's a big part of the rushing game. He's big, man. He's big. He's strong. A 6'5", 240. And he's leaning on you. And he, he it's like with reckless abandon, he doesn't care about taking the licks in the running game. The tush push, he ain't trying to <laughs> do all of that. And so I think that's what makes him so hard to, to defend is when he's running the game, running the ball, and he's moving the chains. But it's Stephon Diggs. When Stephon Diggs is that guy that when he's getting off, he's having a good game, everybody else kind of feeds on that. And so – um, there are other components to their offense. And James Cook, I also believe, uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother, when he's, in, when he's catching the ball, he's just as much as a weapon as any other running back in the league. And so you have to limit that. Our linebackers, Marquise Bell, uh, our guy from LSU, they're going to have to be on their game this week. I mean, not only up front, but our safeties are going to have to watch for a guy like Josh Allen because, like you said, the same thing last week applies this week. Well, you know, the other issue is now you got to go watch film. because Their offensive coordinator is who? Uh, Joe, Joe Brady. Brady. Where was Joe, Joe Brady. Brady at? Carolina. No, no, no. Joe Brady was in Baton Rouge. <laughs> and they went to Carolina. Who went, no, 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 because he was not good in Carolina, okay? He lost, he that, he lost that really quickly, okay? He National really quickly. So I'm, so I'm, I'm going to pass that up. Oh, you mean you have Joe Burrow? It, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pass that up, and I'm going to go back to LSU where he yeah. had this prolific offense in 2019. But what you see since Joe Brady has started calling the plays is they run the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo has not been a running football team. I've seen him be willing to run the ball a little bit more, which is why you see a guy like Cooks all of a sudden being a little bit more impactful in the game, so you have to stop. You you gotta stop the run. That's Josh Allen and that's Cooks as well. And then, like I said, just put, put it. Let the man give you an opportunity to go. Say, gonna give you away. one. You said pick who? Pick six. We looking gonna, for another. Gonna one? give you. Oh, one. looking for another one. Okay. I like. He's gonna find a way to give it to you, especially if it's a tight game. Yeah. That, that is almost a guarantee. That's been interesting to look over Stephon Diggs' numbers here. Last game against Kansas City, four catches, twenty-four yards. Played Philadelphia, six catches, seventy-four yards. But we know Philly be giving up to everybody. <laughs> Uh, the Jets, four catches for 27 yards. Then Denver, three catches, 34 yards. And then... Uh, That's no- some defenses right there. You believe <laughs> no- <laughs> November 5th against the Bengals, six catches, 86 yards. So, um, you know, it's, it's been it's been hit or miss for Stephon. So, as you said, you, a good defense? That's some defense you just named right yeah. there, man. Goodness gracious. That's, that's a gauntlet. But you still got to find a way to make the plays. I, I, I still feel like him and, and, and guys like Von Miller, even though, it, like, say, for instance, Von Miller. Von Miller is a guy that don't let him. Don't let him start. Don't, don't poke the bag. Don't, <laughs> hey, he get one. He's going to get nope. two. Uh, try and stay on. And, and it's not. And you're right. Uh, Stephon Diggs is not having the year that he has had in the past, but he's still a dangerous receiver. He's still dangerous at home. And I, I'm – I want it to be a Stefan Stefan matchup, but I don't think it's. Hey, it's not. It's not going to be easy anywhere around the. For those wide receivers, man, they got some. They got a pretty good group. Yeah, I, listen, uh, Stefan. I think. I think the Deron Blunt. I think our defensive backs right now looking their chops, and and, so, and 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 they should be just based off of what Josh Allen has done in the past. So who gets the pick? Josh giving them up fourteen. Okay, fourteen. I guess I can't remember how many in a row it is, but he's been he's on he's on you, a streak you, right you, now. You know what I just saw? I just saw it. I just saw Marquise Bell Uh-oh. get an interception. <laughs> you just saw. I it. just I don't know what happened. I don't know how. I just saw, looked at you and I saw Marquise Bell <laughs> coming across right. the middle, playing Hold underneath up. coverage, getting the interception. That's what I saw. I don't know. I saw it. I was, fourteen turn, turn over last week. I fourteen. think he go, you know they you come got? in bunches. Who you got? Who, who gets? You him? know what? I think Gilly gets him. I think Stephon Gilmore gets him. I mean, he's an old, savvy veteran. He's a guy that can set traps for a guy like Josh Allen. 
And, and I see him getting him because I think that's going to be the matchup. Yeah, coming back home, coming back to where he was drafted to the Bills. I think that's going to be the matchup. Snag a pick. I'll go with Bland. It's it's, it's been a minute. Okay. It's been a while. It ain't been that long. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't been that long. Now I'm with you. Folks, and they starting to stay away from. But I I just want to say, even Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis for them, their wide receivers are, are are interesting. You know, because Gabe Davis six two two ten, he's a big dude. They're talking uh, to him. What's the Dalton, Kin- Kincaid? Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, Kincaid, but he's questionable. Okay. He's questionable, well, he and play. he's not on my fantasy. He gonna I'm play. Just he not on mine either. But I think, you know, <laughs> so they always find a reason to play when the Cowboys. You know, come on. this is true. <laughs> this is true. The fans show up. It's gonna be a sellout. Guys, know. I mean, here it is. The Fox has the game. It's sending the number one team out there. I, I think for that only once this year has the, have the Cowboys not had a network's number one team yeah. do their game. Of course. What time was that? I, I cannot remember. Um, the Jets? We ain't had Jonathan Vilma. My bad. Vilma, my guy. Your own people. It usually is. My bad. My man, my man. John. No, 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 my man. No. It, was the, it, was, it was the Arizona game, I believe. Was it? I believe it was. Okay, the Arizona well, Josh game. Dobbs started quarterback and all the time. Oh, yeah, I, I can understand I believe, that. Yeah, it was, either, it was either the Arizona game or the New England game. It was. It was oh, yeah, I guess two. we did have a few. Yeah, yeah. So they, they probably. One of those two. Were, so, how far ahead do they book? Were they upset when Aaron Rodgers got hurt and they, oh, they God, were probably yes. sending out what? the number one uh, crew for the yeah, New York Jets game? Well, and then you find out, Aaron, you know, he's not planned and. You, you you still send them out because it's the Cowboys and it's the Cowboys home opener and you just say New York Dallas, you know you're gonna do it out there. I remember one year, sorry, but it was one year when the Cowboys were down two offensive tackles and it, and they had to go face the Jets and. The Jets were bad, and CBS had Romo and Nance out there. I'm like, how, is, how in the world is this the game of the week? <laughs> it's st- headline stealer. <laughs> and next thing you know, it was another JG special. The Jets went out there and won the game. It was like, you know what, man? The networks, they know. I wasn't, uh, they I know. wasn't here. You weren't there for that. Uh, it was just if, like, if Romo was calling, uh, I, I, yeah. I wasn't here. Yeah, so it was just, but but they, you're going to send out your number one crew because the Cowboys get you the most ratings. Yeah. They, they just do. And people can talk about, no, nah, it should be America's team. Whether you like them or hate them, you care. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I go on the road and I see not just the fans at the game. It's the people at the hotels who don't even have tickets who just want to be around. What I saw in Jacksonville was, man, that was some unholy stuff I saw in Jacksonville, that hotel we were in. Well, well, it was unholy. Well, I was... <laughs> just, I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I know most of y'all ain't going to this game. <laughs> Got boom boxes in the doggone lobby. And no, it's, it was wild, that's man. That's your Super Bowl picks, too, huh? That's, it is. That's, that's your fans, huh? Man, I, hey, but you know what, Nui? <laughs> that's your fans. But Nui, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you this, man. Now, you think about the for Buffalo, all the flashbacks to those Cowboys Super Bowls. That's that's going to play out all week long for every Buffalo Bills fan that's going to see Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, hey. Emmitt Smith. Yeah, hey, right. are you mentioning this word again? What do you mean? <laughs> How many times we going to say these two words together before right. we decide we just going to just exit out? But I'm saying, but dog, come off on, the man. Show saying, saying, talking about, I mean, oh yeah, don't act know, like, okay. but don't act like. Come on now. I mean, that's if they have to relive it, if they have to relive he, it, boy, he beat, the he beat the Eagles. Look at now. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, what are you talking about, man? You don't think we? It's no bad memories for Buffalo Bills fans. The halftime. 
halftime <laughs> after that Super Bowl 27 game is dead. You know, I mean, it's been a long time, man. Man, I don't want to hear that, man. It's still going to play out. They got to see it. They got to see it. They have to remember it. Newey, come on now. Where were you at? Where were you at when the Super Bowls was happening? I was, it was my first job, and I was finishing college. As I was working, my first job, and I was finishing college. When they won that game. Yeah, you're right. And, it was a long uh, time ago. And they said ago. Michael Jackson was a halftime performer, man. Hey, so, you know, he, hey, you know what? We both had hair, too. I had hair. <laughs> I had hair. Yes, I did. All right, let's take a break here. How many Cowboys do we think will make the Pro Bowl? Let's dive into that next. So, Heckman Harrison, Danny McCrabb, New East Coast. Players Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more, the bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com dot com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip that's get slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip i'm dak prescott quarterback of the dallas cowboys and they snap at the prescott who looks right it's not there he escapes left he'll run for a first down just like football when it comes to crypto it's important to have a team you can trust with blockchain.com i know i'm in good hands since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the Players' Lounge. Experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboy World Headquarters at Christmas time. Available through the holiday season on select dates only. Christmas tours of the star. Get your VIP viewing at Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza. A holiday-themed guided tour of the star. And festive takeaways, including limited edition ornaments and Santa's hats. Space is limited. Book your visit at thestardistrict.com slash tours today. Them tours be lit too. 
boy. Come on, man. How many do we have come through here on a daily basis? Man, we see at least three or four in this 45-minute span that we uh that we out here. And they get to go see the locker room. They see inside of Ford Center. They hear all the great stories. The stories you talking about with the Super Bowls and all that stuff. I'm talking right. about the old Super Bowls, not, not the Super Bowl this year. But, but see, they, they see all that Hall of Fame, uh, you know, statues, <laughs> all that. Jerry talking all over the place. So, yeah, they, they love it. It's a good Christmas present. Hey, the stuff that you get used to seeing <laughs> e- each and every day, people walk by and just like in amazement. Yeah. No, this is no, this is amazing. This whole building is amazing. The the jacket outside, come on, man, with the shoe, come on, man. Well, not even just the building, the, the, the whole area with the with Star the, District, the, the, yeah, the Star District, and they got the names on the ground and all that stuff and yes. art and all that. Yeah, and it's, it's a great spot. Um, but especially not, during Christmas, especially during Christmas. Well, I mean, the with, Christmas tree outside, everything is it's lit with the tree, and the only way we can have <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Beam, Chris Beam, this is bad. This is bad TV, radio, whatever. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Camps too. Chris, shout out to Camps. Chris at Camps. <laughs> hey, no, but listen, listen, listen about about this Josh Allen thing. I know because I know it's not just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want it to get into this because now everybody is starting to turn on that. Do we give Josh Allen too much criticism for all these turnovers that he gives away? Right. How can you? No, you can't. You you just you consistently lead the league in turnovers. How can somebody over criticize you? No, it's consistent. No, for me, for me, Josh, all of the the what, what Josh Allen is getting as far as the ter- turnovers is warranted. Think about last year, Dak, 15, 12. Everybody talked about that, but nobody talked about Josh Allen. But for me, well, he missed a, he missed he missed he missed some games. Now and still was up there. With no, no, Josh. no. It's 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 warranted criticism, especially mm-hmm. with the the amount of games that he played in the turnovers. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying Josh Josh Allen year in and year out has missed that same criticism and has always been amongst the elite quarterbacks. Even right now. With the turnovers, nobody's looking at Josh Allen and saying, oh, man, he's having a horrible year. He has, what, 14 turnovers right now, 14, something like that, Uh, but 24 uh, 24 touchdowns. Dak leading the league in touchdowns, six turnovers so far this season. You could talk MVP race. You could talk right now. It's him going head-to-head versus Josh Allen, and the narrative couldn't be written any any better. Uh, the opportunity for Dak couldn't be any better because he gets an opportunity to win head-to-head versus a guy that when people compare them, they always give Josh Allen the, the upper hand over Dak, and I don't see it. I think it's a perception. And last year's perception with Dak Prescott leading the league in interceptions was that this is who he is. Yeah. This is his career and what he is is a turnover-prone quarterback, and the Cowboys can't win because of that. That was what was pushed out there, and he spent a whole offseason battling that. Whereas Josh Allen, and you look at it for the last four years, nobody has led the league in turnovers more than Josh. And that's who he is. That's who he is. But it is – but it is erased, and people are giving excuses. Oh, you don't have a run game. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I think that's the frustration for Cowboy Nation is they say, wait a minute now. How are we going to do this? Let's do this fairly. And yeah. if you're Dak Prescott, you just have to know this comes with the meal. It truly does. It's, it's, not, it's not about fairness. You know that people go say crazy things and wild things, and perception is, is this or that. But he has the chance now with four games left, Heckman, to control every narrative between at Buffalo, at Miami, two places that are notoriously tough to win at in December. Then you get a home game against Detroit, and then you finish the season on the road at the Commanders who are basically playing out the string because that whole staff is going to be fired. He's got the opportunity (laughs) to go out here and and, and write. He talked about writing his own story. He can go ahead and write a heck of an ending here. 
And and new is it's not the Dak criticism for me. It's not just wrong. It's the, it, it it ain't right. It ain't right. It's disrespectful, and it has been. And you see it changing. Look, here's the thing. Dak probably don't care. He don't care about the people that are doing the about face. That's what I'm uncomfortable with. You can't just be saying Dak is trash. He's not this. He's not that. To all of a sudden, oh my God, he's MVP. Like, no. It, 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 is there a difference? Is there a difference between last year when people were saying that Dak missed a, a certain amount of games? Was it five? However many games he missed, and still and still led the league in interceptions and saying, wow, that's bad. To now him coming in and say, I know it was an issue. I won't throw 10 this year, though. I'm telling you I won't throw 10. And the people that were saying, hey, man, that don't look good. That don't look like the deck that we're used to seeing. To now this year saying, okay, all right, this is this is actually a little better, um, especially since the bye week. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a flip of, like, how you – this is not everybody, like – not Shady McCoy and those type of guys. I'm talking about people who are really being critical and fair about what players are doing on and off the field. Last year was an anomaly to me, but he still led the league in turnovers, so the criticism was there. And this year, he's in the MVP race because yeah. he's leading the league in touchdowns and doesn't have, what, he had two interceptions over the last five, six games? Like, I, I, I think it kind of yeah. weighs I, out of But I get what Heck was saying. is like, where's that same intensity yeah. for Josh Allen? when this happens there. And I don't know if you watched the, the, the game on Monday night, and Dan Orlovsky could not have been pom-poming more for that dude from Kentucky, Will Levis. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, whatever mistake he made, it was glossed over. It was it was met with some love and tenderness, and then he ended up winning the game, and next thing you know, he, he about to put 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 him on a, on a level above hey. Carson Wentz. We know how he loves some Carson Wentz. But that's always <laughs> been my issue. It's just like, dude, the intensity uh, level of how this stuff goes, it, it's, it's, it's one thing for these guys and certain others. Or, or as you say on my radio show when I was doing back in the day, it's interesting on who we choose to condemn and who we we choose to forget. Now, when, when I think about the little uh, Will Levis thing, I'm looking at Dan. I'm looking at Dan, and I'm saying, "Oh, he's seeing himself. Right. He's seeing himself as as like being in that position, and then getting an opportunity. So he's judging it subconsciously or not. He's judging it in a way of saying, I feel a little bit stronger about what he's being able to do based off what he has in the position that he was in at the beginning of the year. And I can say, to me, I, I feel the same. Like, when CJ does good, I feel a lot better than I feel about when Dak or anybody else does good. If there's an undrafted free agent that gets in and plays safety or cornerback and all of a sudden he's playing really good on defense, I'm ready to give him more props than I'm ready to give anybody else just because I know that's the position that I came from. Yeah, I have a – it's a fine line between constructive criticism and just hate mm -hmm. based off of what you was just talking about. Right. It, the guys that you're, you're – the for every Dan Orlovsky, Bart Scott, all those yeah. guys that just play the heel on shows to say that we're going to make this very interesting in our assessment of who we think Dak Prescott is. No. Look, this guy has been good for a number of years and haven't got the credit. When people talk about top 10, top 5, whatever, his name is never mentioned. They don't talk about him. It's cool. It's cool. So right now, for the pendulum to swing to people saying that he's the MVP, I'm fine with that also. But what I'm saying, when it comes down to the next couple of games, he already started with Jalen Hurts in the head-to-head -head matchup. Next week, he has our man Josh Allen. Next, The week after that, he has Tua Tonga-Valoa. All right, and then after that against the Lions, he gets an opportunity to go against a guy that with Carson Wentz, they always said that that guy was better than Dak Prescott. Look at what he gets to do head-to-head -head and possibly take home that hardware for the MVP.
Yeah, and he battling with Purdy, and you know Purdy got the win over him already. So, and I don't get that. Yeah, you know, it's just, I was I was talking to my boy Chris Broussard yesterday because Chris was on TV, you know, pumping up the the Purdy narrative. I said, Chris, how can you be MVP of the league if you're not the MVP of your own offense? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a cold blood. That's a cold blooded question. And the thing is, he's like a victim of his own success. Is Purdy? But look, at, I mean, he's also delivering the mail. On th- don't make me defend Purdy. I don't because I don't want to. Yeah, but I, all I'm saying I, I is, I've seen this young man deliver on throws, run that yeah. offense, and be very efficient. And I think I, that's how he against, gets in against the good football team. I'm that's not, how he gets in the conversation. I'm not. I'm. Not, that's not my debate. Is whether or not he's a good player. My simple thing is, can you be the MVP of the league if you're not the MVP of your That's own That's hard offense? to do. That's hard be- to do. Because if, if you play quarterback, you can. And there you go. And there you go, because I think all of us would simply say, if we were on the 49ers and we were sitting, okay, who's the team MVP? We write down Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And to sit up here and say in a national football league where you're supposed to have 58, you know, 50 writers who vote on the award come up here and say these are the brightest minds of football and tell me <laughs> that <come>. Run <laughs> CMC yeah. is not nah. is, is the MVP of the 49ers, but we're going to give Purdy the MVP of the league? I, I just I find that amazing to me. That's almost like the hot. Look, not. It's almost like the Heisman. It's a quarterback award. It is. We, it is. It's a quarterback award, which you expect to give it to I the mean, quarterback. Unless you're a Slim Reaper. We're going to give it to Geno Terrell. <laughs> he often said. And I like Geno. Yeah. Like but true. But, but you but understand. that's what it is. That's what it is. We're going to give this award to the quarterback. And we're not – I mean, come on, man. You have to give the Cheetah credit for the year, the season that he's having. He's doing something that is crazy from so, a numbers aspect. So if you had a vote, would you vote Purdy ahead of Run CMC on your ballot? Never. Never. I mean, because I'm watching it. I'm watching it and I see it and I see the difference that Christian McCaffrey's made. I got. What about you? If you, had a, if you had a battle, right, you fill right, out names. Right, right now, I would not, but I have to see how the rest of it plays out um, because they still have some games. But, but just, their team is number okay, one. Based on after 14 weeks, if you had a ballot to fit put put down, would you put Run CMC ahead of Purdy? No, I would put uh, Run CMC as the the MVP of the San Francisco 49ers. Knowing that the NFL is a quarterback league yeah. and that and that uh, that award usually is going to go to the quarterback, I do understand how they're going to do that. Okay. You know, to one give give San Francisco somebody with an MVP because CMC not winning it above Dak Prescott. Okay, he's not winning it above these other guys. Tariq Hill's not. They're not, they, they not winning it. So if you go if you want to make it a competitive race, okay, the, the number one team in the league. The, we, just we, to we make it fair. Because, and, and he's and, and he's. I, I don't want to take anything away from he's playing well. He played well yeah, against yeah. us. He. Played Played well against Philly. He has consistently been able to put uh, great games together. I'm talking about four touchdown, 300 yard type Crazy. games. So his stats aren't just they, they're not nothing. The yeah. dude, the dude is playing very well. Dude, they, they're rolling. They, they like Magic and Kareem right now. They both having great yeah, years, but you know, only one of them could be the MVP. All right, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Uh, Danny McCray, good talking. Heckman Harrison, wow. awesome talking. I'm Louis Scruggs. Players not by by Tostitos right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!